and welcome to A Path to Redemption, the podcast. My name is Daniel Arona, and just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. Look, I hope you're having a great week. I hope that you've had time to spend with the Lord in prayer and also in the scripture and really fostering the relationship and starting to show yourself approved unto God. You know, it's, I cannot stress enough how important it is that we put in the work, right? That we spend time in the presence of the Lord, that we spend time with Him in prayer, that we spend time in His Word to really and truly understand Him because, you know, as this world continues to go in the way that it goes, and I truly believe that we're looking at the end of this age here soon, being as close to Christ and as close to the Father through the Holy Spirit is going to be so imperative for all of us, right? So I just hope you're putting in the work, and I hope that you're you're doing the work here um, that God would have you to do. Amen. So this week, we're going to continue looking at Christ, and we're going to talk about Christ's victory, and we're going to take a look at him on the cross here, um, because even though it was the probably one of the darkest times when you kind of look at it from the disciples' point of view and from what was going on, it was the crowning achievement and glory of who Christ is and what he was, what his purpose was, um, was the work on the cross and obviously the resurrection that goes with that. So we're going to take a look at that um, as we continue to look at Christ as part of the Godhead. Amen. But before we kind of get started there, again, all of our scripture comes from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you would like a copy of a New King James Bible, feel free to drop me a note at pathtoredemptionohio at gmail.com and I will be more than happy to get one into your hands. And then again, you know, don't just take my word for for it. Study to show yourself approved unto God. I kind of talked about that a little bit, but make sure that you're putting in the work here and making sure you're understanding what God has for you and all of those things, right? Because you should never, ever take a minister's word just for it at face value. You should dig deeper. You should understand and pray about it and understand what God is trying to tell you. Amen. And again, but if you do have questions, you know, feel free to drop me a note at path to redemption, Ohio at gmail.com. I'm here to help more than happy to get into a dialogue and a discussion about any Anything that we talk about from any of the seasons here on the Path to Redemption podcast. Amen. So with that, let's go ahead and let's dive right in. Our main scripture is going to come from John chapter 19, and it's going to be verses 25 through 30. So the Bible says here, now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Amen. So the important part of this scripture in this passage here is that line. When Jesus said, when they had put the, received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Amen. Now, if we were, if I was preaching in front of a congregation, I would yell, it is finished as loud as I possibly can, right? Because I truly believe that he roared as a line of the tribe of Judah, knowing that everything was finished on that cross the moment that he gave up his life for us. Amen. But the biggest question here is what is finished, right? What is finished? And the fact remains that we have true victory through Christ's finished work on that cross, right? And the resurrection is what sealed it up. And we've talked about that a little bit before. But what is finished? Why did Jesus Christ say it is finished? 
It's not just the work that was done. It wasn't just the plan of redemption, but there's a whole host of things that were finished on that cross. The first one we're going to look at is the law. The law was finished on that cross. It took us out from a list of do's and don'ts and into a relationship based upon the grace that Jesus Christ had given us, amen, through his death and ultimately the resurrection. Paul puts it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, starting at verse 4. He says, and we have such trust through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the spirit not be? be more glorious. For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded, for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? So the law was finished, right? We were made free, and we had liberty in Christ Jesus. You see, the law was passing away in grace. The age of grace was coming, right? So the law was finished through the redemptive work. Paul also says this in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1, 1 through 4. He says, For the law, having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with these same sacrifices, which they offer continually year by year, make those who approach perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered. For the worshipers, once purified, would have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices, there was a reminder of sins every year, for it is not possible that the blood of bull and goats could take away sins. Amen. The law is finished and the sin consciousness that is brought by the law is also finished. Amen. So it is finished means the fulfillment of the law, the fulfillment of what Christ did, the fulfillment of the work on the cross, and then ultimately leading us into a into a, a relationship and into an era and an age of grace. Amen? How amazing is that? That was the first thing that was finished. The second thing that was finished is the curse of Adam. Amen? So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20 through 28 says this, But now Christ has risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who 
who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one is in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, afterward those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death, for he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. Now, when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that he that God may be all in all. Amen. So here you see, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Amen. So you see here that we have an end to the curse of Adam. What is the curse of Adam but sickness and disease and death, right? Because when the fall of Adam happened, death entered into the scene by way of the sin and the transgression of the law that Adam did, if you go back and read it in the book of Genesis. Now, so here we see that if if in Adam everyone died, in Christ everyone is made alive into a newness of spirit. Amen? So you see here that this is the end of the curse that was in, that was given to us in Adam. Why? Because all of us can be made alive in Christ as soon as we believe. Amen? Going down to verses 40 through 49, Paul goes on and says, There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown in natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Amen. It has been put down. The curse of Adam, everything that Adam was going back to his day has already been put down and it is finished because we are new creatures in Christ. Behold, old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Amen. We are now living in the fullness of Christ. We can as long as we put our faith there and as long as we recognize who he is right and believe it then we are no longer subject to that curse of adam amen because our god our christ who died on that cross has been made a heavenly man he is a heavenly man we know that he's a resurrected christ if you look in revelation chapter one and it is phenomenal to think that the curse that has been given to us has now been removed from us due to the second adam which is in Christ. Amen. So now we see that the law is finished. We see that the curse of Adam is finished. There's also another thing that's finished, and that's the separation from the Father, right? In Colossians chapter 1, starting at verse 19, 
Paul says again, For it pleased the Father that in him the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Right. So we are now reconciled back to the Father, and we are no longer alienated by our work, wicked works, but yet through the work of his cross, we are reconciled back to the Father. Now let's not forget that when Christ died and when he gave up the ghost, the temple, the curtain in the temple, the ultimate separator from the whole Holy of Holies and the people was torn from top to bottom. Now, if you read back in Exodus, it wasn't like these things were lightly made. These curtains were heavy and they were and they were strong, and no man could go up there and just rip it apart. It was a work of God as a symbol to show that we all, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, had access now to the Father and to who He is. Amen. We can be one with Christ the same way that we can be one with the Father now because of the work that Christ is, because we can go through Christ to get to the Father. Amen. And this is what Christ prayed even at the Garden of Gethsemane. John chapter 17, verses 22 through 23 says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me, I have given in them that they may be one just as we are one i in them and you in me that they may be perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me amen through the spirit of reconciliation that is in christ we can now have oneness with the father through jesus christ amen so the separation between mankind and god was finished on that cross Amen. Because we now can go through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ to get to our Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Because without that ability to go back to the Father, we go back to the Old Testament and to the way things were before. Amen. So I want you to think about that and rejoice because Jesus Christ hung on that cross and said, it is finished. Amen. How amazing and awesome is that? You know, the other thing that we have is that there is no single enemy that can defeat us. Amen. Because of Jesus Christ. Amen. We have victory in Christ because he said it is finished. Luke chapter 10, verse 17, he sent out the 70 to go and and minister and to do the work that he had to them. And they returned back and they said, in verse 17, it says, then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, but that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. It is a fact. And in fact, it's supposed to be so commonplace that we have victory in Christ Jesus, that Jesus even here says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. We're not even supposed to focus on the enemy. We're supposed to focus on Christ and all that he did and all that he is. Amen. Because he even says here, don't even rejoice in this part. Focus on me. You know that you have victory in me because he sat there and said, it is finished while hanging on that cross. Amen. First Corinthians 15, 56 through 58 says this, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the sin, the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. We have victory through Jesus Christ. We have it. All we have to do is just walk. Walk according to the leading of his spirit. Walk according to the things that he has for us. That is literally all we have to do because he has already done everything, right? He said it is finished. Amen. First John chapter five, verses one through five says this, whoever believes that Jesus Christ is born of God and everyone who loves him, who begot also loves him, who is begotten of him. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen. Think about that, right? We can overcome the world through our faith, but not through our own victory, but through the victory of Jesus Christ. If all that we do is follow in his footsteps and follow his commandments, amen? And his commandments are not burdensome. All we have to do is love the Father with all that we are and love our neighbor as ourselves. amen? That is literally all we have to do. Do. So it's amazing to think the fact that Jesus Christ has given us all victory, all victory over all things, right? And it's it's just amazing to think about that whenever we think about the cross and we think about the fact that he yelled, it is finished. Amen. It is finished because everything was finished. Amen. I want you to think about that. You have the victory in Christ. You've been redeemed from the law to where you're no longer responsible for that. You have been saved from the curse of Adam. There is no longer a separation between you and between uh, and between the Father. And you have victory over all everything that Satan and the gates of hell could ever send against you. Amen? That's all you have to recognize, right? Because he has given us the ability to overcome the world. Amen. And don't forget about the about what happens when we overcome the world because because remember Jesus even when he was talking through and giving and talking to all the churches he talks about how to him that overcomes he will give us of the tree of life to him that overcomes he will give us a name that is a secret name between us and him that is written in a white stone before us amen he would give us the hidden manna to eat amen and that's what we have to understand is that if we believe and we truly have the 
victory and we focus in on who Christ is, then all of these things will be added unto us. Amen. I'm not talking about the riches and glory of this world. I'm talking about the deepness of relationship with Jesus Christ and the heavenly father to where you can get the hidden manna, to where you can get the white garments, to where you can where you can get the new name written in the white stone that is only known between you and God. Amen. Because why? All of these things will be given to us if we just truly believe that Christ finished everything on that cross. Amen. And why is this important for the Godhead? Because ultimately, if we don't understand that Christ finished the perfect plan of salvation, if Christ finished all these things on the cross, then we can't understand why the Father would have elevated him to be to sit at his right hand, constantly making intercession for us, why the Father would deem that Christ would have preeminence over everything, why the Father would decide and say, you know what, it is in Jesus Christ that everything is going to be subject and all authority is going to put be put under him so that he may one day turn around and give it back to us. If we don't understand the work of that cross and that in Christ is victory and in Christ is the fullness of everything, then we can't understand the Godhead between the will of God, the purpose of Christ and Christ, the word of Christ and the speaking of Christ. And when we get there, the spirit which does everything, amen? Because when we begin to understand that, we can peel God apart like an onion and just reveal more and more layers of the deep things of who he is. Or as it says in Revelations, the hidden manna as we are overcomers and we recognize the victory that has been given us in Jesus Christ when he nailed on that cross said, it is finished. Amen. Hallelujah. How amazing is Jesus Christ? How amazing is God the Father? How amazing is the Holy Spirit? Look, we could go on and on, and then, frankly, this season could never end. We could go back and talk about more aspects of the Father. We could talk about more aspects of Christ. We haven't even gotten to the Holy Spirit yet, which, Lord knows, there's a ton of stuff that's misunderstood and not known about the Holy Spirit, but we could talk about all of those things, right? But the depths, there is no end to the depths of the Lord. There is no end to the heights of the Lord, right? But we must understand, right, that we have victory and we have all things through Christ Jesus the moment he hung on that cross and said, it is finished. And we have access to the Father through him because of it. Amen. So look, today you have victory in Christ. Whatever problem is happening, whatever's going through your mind, whatever struggle you have, you have victory in Jesus Christ. Amen. And I want you to understand that. And I need you to, because there is no reason a Christian should go and say, woe is me. Look at all this. Look at all that. If we have the faith, and I'm not talking about the faith to get through it. I'm saying believing that Jesus Christ loves you and that he has you, then that will get you through everything. Amen. And it is up to us, up to us to go and walk through that, right? According to to the leading of who he is and what he is. Amen. So I want you to understand that and rejoice today. Not even that you have victory, but rejoice that your names are in heaven as Jesus Christ said. But I want you more so to know and rest in the fact that you have victory. Amen. You have it. You have it through him. Why? Because he said what? He said, it is finished. Amen. It is finished.
Amen. Look, I hope you got something out of this. I hope you enjoyed this this lesson. Um, we're going to continue on and and really talking about the Godhead here and and uh, and and all of those things. This week's song of the week comes from Israel Houghton and the New Breed, and it is going to be uh, "We Have Overcome." Um, it's on his Decade album. Uh, you can find it there. Um, but it, it's just a great song, you know, and it just starts out with thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in his name. Amen. We have victory in Christ. We have all things in Christ because he said it is finished. Amen. Look, again, I hope you had something out of this. I, I hope that you're enjoying this season. I hope that you're enjoying these lessons here. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to drop me a note at pastorredemptionohio at gmail.com. I'm here to help. I'm here to work with you if you need it. Um, again, don't forget about the website website at pathtoredemptionministries.org. A new article up this week, and it talks about the LGBTQ community not being lepers. That's right, not being lepers. There is a uh, hesitancy and a resilience of people not wanting to minister to those people, and uh, and I got a big issue with that because no one is too far gone for Christ to get them. So um, check that out if you want. There's also additional articles up in the building block section too. So just go ahead and check that out when you get a chance, um, uh, whenever you, you'd like to. And then also, if you could just share the podcast with one or two other people, you know, I really enjoy that to, to just kind of help people to, to get the word out. And, you know, if they want to grow and want to learn and you think it's being beneficial. Amen. But look until next week, again, continue to study, to show yourself approved unto God, make sure you're doing the work, but until next week, just remember the simple truth. The father loves you. Jesus loves you. And the Holy spirit loves you. God bless.